Welcome to Crossing Darkness, a podcast about gaming that normally focuses on the world of darkness. Today, however, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite games, EVE Online, a science fiction space MMORPG. Um, in this game, you become an immortal pilot um, who can control some of the most powerful ships in all of the galaxy. Activities include marketing, mark, or sorry, market manipulation, spaceship combat, uh, player versus player. We have player versus environment, spaceship combat, mining, exploration, empire building, pirating, and much, much more. Um, Player agency is the focus of the game. Most items um, in the game are created by players, including space stations. Players are allowed to control their own space um, away from the galactic core called Nullsec or 0.0. Um, and then there's Losec and Empire Space, which is um, has their own different kind of rules. Player vs. Player is a large focus in these games that has like battles ranging from you know 1v1 small gang action of 10v10, um, 10 you know v20, all different types of offsets of battles, and they can get all the way up to thousands of people piling into the system to slug things out. Um, I've been enjoying this game for about 15 years, and I look forward to another 15 years of playing the game. Um, we broadcast over Twitch and are open to answering questions from the show, um, from the chat during the show. I'm your host, Frozen Fallout, and today we have a very special guest, Joe Bain, um, who is well-known throughout Black Rises and surrounding areas as a badass solo PvP artist um, who lets us watch on, t uh, on Twitch live. Uh, Joe, how are these uh, days treating you out in outer space? That's good. It's doing good, man. I say hello to everybody. As us pirates say, cheese Cheese So how long have you been playing, Eve? So, um... Actually dedicated to Eve, truly playing Eve, about three and a half years, I think. I dabbled in it a few times before that, which, you know, meant a few hours here, a few hours there, but not, not seriously. Um, so I really got into it three and a half, four years ago, um, when I, when I started, uh, doing solo PVP, I got hooked. Awesome. So what was some of the things that got you starting playing Eve? Like, uh, what was, what was the draw for you? What, what kept you playing? I always liked space games, games with spaceships. That's attractive to me. I played other space games. Um, I played subspace which i think is called continuum now it's still around that was back in the 90s i played earth and beyond i did star trek online that was a great game that was actually a good game and then obviously star wars galaxies had jumped to light speed mm -hmm. uh, so did all those things and then um i had friends that were playing eve that were telling me how great it was how great the sandbox was problem was when i started the game to come play with them they would always say something like come and do this specific thing come to my wormhole come to my null sec here's a bunch of money and you'll start having fun and there was no path to mm -hmm. catching up or being to where they were at actually being able to hang out with them and do stuff with them it was all you know trained for this specific doctrine which is going to take six months so what do you do during that six months um so it's kind of yeah, I, know no, where I, got, I got stuck off in that a few times. Absolutely. Uh, I, I had a kind of the same experience to a small degree. Um, 
you know, when it came to going on to 0.0 and stuff like that. Um, and I played a lot of the games that you talked about as well. Earth and Beyond actually was the game that got me back into EVE Online for a very short amount of time because when they shut down, they switched everything, or they gave you all these passes, I believe it was at Gen Con um, and, uh, and other, you know, just digital, I believe, or something like that, that they gave out, you know, go play EVE Online for 30 days free or whatever. Um, you know, which I think is just a normal promotional type thing anyways, yeah. but it was like, oh, well, if Earth and Beyond is shutting down, let me go check out uh, EVE Online, and I still play Star Trek Online. Um, but yeah, that it, I definitely, the, the whole concept of having to train up to a specific doctrine to be able to do something is something that um, I found to be pretty off-putting. Um, to a large degree, which is why I've, I focused a lot on low sec and just doing faction warfare stuff a lot in the game uh, whenever I was trying to build up a corporation or try and do stuff because I found that to be really new player friendly and you had no need for a specific doctrine and, you know, a frigate gets you really far. So I had never, uh, I had never actually watched Twitch before a certain point. Um, I heard about it, you know, I remember I was killing some dude over and over in Black Desert Online and somebody said he was a big Twitch streamer, like, what the hell do I care, right? I kept killing him and people got mad at me, it was awesome. Um, so I, I, I got into Eve and my brother kept telling me, you need to go watch this Judge Sarn guy, because if we do what Judge Sarn does, I think we would have a lot of fun. So I started watching Judge Sarn, which you may not know, but he just does solo PvP in low sec or he did at the time and just, you know, take cheap frigates out and fly them and fight everything he could. So, you know, I watched him, I watched him. I was like, you know, I could do that. I could do that form of PVP in this game. I, I could actually afford to do that just by buying some Plex, converting it to ISK and then buying say 150 ships. So I did, I bought 150 Kestrels, got them all shipped to low sec and started whelping them started chasing Judge Sarn around a lot, trying to kill him on stream. Um, and that really got me hooked. And then I thought, well, not only can I do that, if this old dude can stream, I could probably stream too. You know? I could sit around and talk to people in a chat. That's easy. So yeah, you do a great that's job, what man. Got me, that's kind of what got me started. And I just never stopped from there. I really got the bug bit me. Yeah, no, you, you have some great content. I like your interaction with your fans, um, which we, I think we've got quite a few of them possibly in, in chat right now, um, giving some shout outs here. Definitely, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun um, watching you go out there and kick some ass. Um, your primary ship that I see you flying around in is an Astero. Is that your is that your only ship that you fly around these days or is there a, a, an array of ships that you kind of use? I go through these phases where I'll fall in love with the ship and I'll just fly it a lot, fly it a lot. I did it with the slicer, uh, did it with a hook bill, and uh, I did it with the comet, which I would actually say the comet is my primary ship because that's actually what I'm sitting in right now, uh, getting ready to fly tonight. I've been trying to break into the top 10 all-time comet pilots. I think I'm in 14th or 15th place. I dropped down a little bit while I was doing the Astero. Um, now the Astero had a certain appeal to me. 
it had a certain appeal to him. It's really a good ship for evading people that have been hunting you, you know, that are actively hunting you. And there was a challenge in the Astero that wasn't present in the other ships, which was the opportunity to go out and fly something really, really expensive with an expensive head and see if I could get away with it. Mm-hmm. You know, see if I could, did I have the, the knowledge of the area, the knowledge of the people and what they fly and things like that to be able to evade the traps. And so that was kind of what I, what I set off on. I thought, well, how many kill marks can I get on one? Can I get 50? Can I get a hundred? Can I get 250? Evidently I can't. Haven't yeah. yet. How, how, what was the, <laughs> what was the highest? Cause I believe you had one recently that you had a death, uh, that you had built up a lot of kill marks on 194 um, and that was a trig death though wasn't it no it was a sansha incursion rat incursion rat that's what it was and i could have um there were several things that went wrong there first and foremost somewhere in my brain i got the idea that those incursion rats didn't lock instalock frigates anymore I don't know where I came up with that. It hadn't happened to me in a couple of years. And so I was I was kind of nonchalant about stomping through their territory when they had an incursion going. Number two, when I got locked up, I started burning back to the gate, but I didn't overheat my prop. And if you rewatch the video, you'll see that I was... I only needed one or two more seconds, and I would have... Um, one or two less seconds, and I would have made it to the gate. Yeah, you were super close. Super close. Super I, close. I was watching. You know. <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah. And so, I, you know, I... Yeah, I could have got away that way. And number three, when I warped to warp to the other gate, I didn't activate my cloak. I was busy talking on stream. I forget what we were talking about, but I was into the topic. And so... What can we say? I got killed by an NPC, but no player could kill it. <laughs> that was pretty. It was a pretty impressive ship, and I'd seen you've been going around so much and just kicking ass. And when that thing went down, it was just like a, it. It was just such a bummer that it was NPCs. But that kind of is an interesting <laughs> thing about Eve Online is that you can die with a really epic, awesome ship. Um, you know, it's, I mean, of course you could die to a lot of different things in EVE Online, but NPCs are not always going to be just little pushover bitches. Um, I remember going True. around in doing, um, asteroids way back in like 2000 and, uh, probably 2006, 2007 or so. I was just jumping around, um, with a cruiser, maybe a little bit higher than that. Maybe, maybe a battleship. I just remember just jumping around, just doing my normal thing, and all of a sudden, a officer spawn jumped on me. And I was like, oh, I'll just I'll fucking kill this guy, make a bunch of money, this is going to be awesome, this is great. Oh, what the hell? What the fuck? Uh, why, why am I nuded, and why is everything blowing up? Oh, fuck, I'm dead. It's just like, shit. Now, of course, you know, you can definitely kick the shit out of officer spawns pretty easily these days, uh, but I just remember being a newbie and being like, oh, NPCs are just pushovers all the time, and then all of a sudden you meet one that's like, nope, <laughs> that shit's real. Yeah, no doubt. It's, um, with any ship, you never know the time or the place. Yo, with that Astero, I was legit, truthfully. 
once in a while I was having bad dreams at night about how I was going to lose it. And in those bad dreams, you know, I was always losing it some stupid way because I made a mistake. But never at any point did I think I was going to lose it to an NPC. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I've, I, oh man, I have dreams like that all the time about like, oh, I've been doing really good. I haven't died in a while. <laughs> Go to bed and all of a sudden you wake up, you're like, oh shit, I just died like 15 times in my dreams. <laughs> what the hell just happened? I always, uh, a lot of people tried to get that ship. A lot of people tried to bait me in that ship and everything. And I never understood why they didn't just set up a smart bomb trap. Because, you know, that Astero would have died to smart bombs. No problem. No problem. Yeah, I guess. And uh, um, nobody ever did. I mean, well, of course you're going to have, you didn't just warped around to gates from what I saw, you know, all the time. Um. You know, you, you took different angles to a certain degree. So, but you could set up a trap for sure that could catch you. Um, yeah. yeah, I always took an angle and always warped to a safe and then warped to the gate. I'm actually really surprised at how well you're able to do while streaming and how, you know, the EVE community doesn't seem to be very stream snipey. Um, how do you how do you feel on that? Because I know I'm on a, you know, whenever I stream, I'm definitely not getting, you know, as much views all the time as you are. So you're somebody that's constantly being watched by people. Do you feel like you're constantly being watched by your enemies? Yes. <laughs> yes, but I watch my enemies more than they watch me. I mean, that is truly the secret. Um, if somebody's getting after me, I put some intense research into what they have going on and I try to kill them before they can kill me or I set up a trap for them. I've had really good success with that. When I first started streaming, first year, year and a half, I was getting stream sniped all the time. It was constant, never ending. And so I learned, I adapted. You know, you can see most streamers cover up their location and their overview and all that stuff. And I, I don't do any of that. It's mm -hmm. it's a different strategy. You know, it's, it's a strategy of if you want to come at me, you know, you better put your boots on. You, know, you need to put your boots on because it's going to be a fight. Yeah, you're you're ever aware of your surroundings, um, you know, and Eve gives, you know, you the tools to be able to kind of know, you know, what's kind of going on around you to a certain degree. You can get trapped, that's for sure. Um, but, uh, but you seem to be really good at avoiding that for sure. Um, have you had any like really close uh, calls that came around from stream sniping? Yeah. Um, most stream snipers, almost all of them, 99 out of 100 of them are really dumb and basic, as, like most EVE players. You know? Number one rule of EVE is most people are dumb. People are just dumb. Otherwise, nobody would be taking Punisher bait anymore, right? But they always do. It's the, But those others, you know, they put time and effort in it. Um, with that expensive, that last Astero, I had uh, one specific guy after me. Um, and he, you know, he was using really expensive, really good bait on alts that didn't have any kill history. Um you know, he was setting up the bait and systems that I would normally go through. So he was doing a really good job, but he was also making some mistakes at the same time. 
You know, not he. It wasn't just that he wanted to kill me. It, if he would have been content with killing me, he would have got me. But he wanted to kill me in a specific ship. He wanted to kill me in his Dragoor. And so he was making the whole game infinitely more difficult for himself. Um, you know, so I, I was basically running my route. Um, and I just had an alt ahead of me. And if I saw the Dragoor, I knew something was going to be bait. <laughs> didn't take the fight. It, it really wasn't terribly difficult, but he did almost get me a couple of times. There was there was three times over the course of a couple of months that I ended up tangling with his bait. One of those times I couldn't get away. It was a Merlin and I could a micro warp drive Merlin. I couldn't get away from it. It had me pointed and for a reason that I'll never know, he just dropped point. I don't know if he capped himself out. I I have no idea what happened, but he dropped point and I was able to warp away uh, right as the Dragoor was landing. Oh. So I thought for sure that particular time I was gone. Um, I'm 99% sure that I wouldn't have been able to de deal with the Dragoor. I think it's too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it was too much. Interesting. Even for that blingy Astero. Wow, yeah. So... Would you so would you say that a lot of uh, your art of solo is picking your fights? Um, you know, it sounds like you go you go into a lot of effort to know what you're fighting, and uh, do you do like uh, looking up people's killboards before fighting them sometimes, or are you a little bit more, um, you know, let's just see how this goes? So I used to. I used to look everybody up. Well, there was a period of time where I didn't look anybody up. I just fought everything. And then when I started actually trying to stay alive um, toward the end of my Comet runs, I was looking everybody up. And then I realized that the secret to staying alive in EVE, it wasn't what they're flying. It's who it is. It's knowing who it is, what that person flies, what their tactics are, who they fly with, whether they bait or don't. And once I got off into that realm, I kind of started learning in a different way. And so these days, the only time I'll have to look up a kill board is if I see somebody that I don't already know everything about. Okay, yep. Um, and then I'll take a quick cursory look. And usually the main thing I'm looking for is do they have solo kills? Um, and do they actually lose ships? Yep. You know, okay. kind of try to start the decision making process that way. Absolutely. Um, so I just also want to kind of uh, let people know that we looks like we do got a good number of kind of people here. If you want to have any questions or anything that you'd like to ask uh, Joe Bain or myself, definitely feel free to, to throw out a question or, or two. Um, Absolutely. Uh, so is there any current projects that you're kind of working on right now um, or anything that you want to like kind of go over with us um, about what you're doing with stream uh, with Twitch? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, man, I'm the most basic streamer that you've ever met. These days, I don't even have a clue as to how to work Streamlabs or Twitch control panel or anything. I set all this stuff up four years ago, stream World of Warships and EVE, and I haven't touched it since then. Um... Uh, I read, that's respectable. You know, that's respectable. I, I, I can click the go live button. I know how to raid people. Um, and I know how to end my stream, and that's about it. 
Um, do I have projects going on? You know, there's one thing we've, we've kind of had to put it off a little bit because I got a new job. Um, but me and Sheltark want to start a talk show um, where we talk about, you know, people in LOSEC, interview people specifically in LOSEC from the pirate perspective and, um, you know, kind of cover some of the goings on in LOSEC that aren't usually covered by people, the smaller things, you know, what do the small gangs have going on and things like that. So we want to do that. The Joe and Shelly show. Um, we were planning to start it this coming month, you know, here in just a few days, but I have to push it back a little bit. I have to push back a little bit because of my new job. I have to settle into that. So, you know, some, sometime this summer, I think we'll get that going. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch that for sure. And I really do think that it would be nice to have a more focused on low sec um, pirating kind of, um, you know, what's going on in, you know, faction warfare space, not necessarily from a faction warfare player, but from a pirate kind of neutral point of view of, and what, you know, getting that kind of landscape as, as like a, a show would be really interesting. If anybody knows about any shows as well or news about how, you know, I know there's a lot about what's going on out in 0.0. .0. I definitely read that stuff, but I don't see a lot of focus on, um, you know, all the little things that are kind of happening in uh, LOSEC, especially with the actions between different pirate groups. Um, and I think that would be awesome, dude. I would love to just hear, like, you know, this little thing that we're doing here is just like a my, I, I'm like, I like EVE Online. I've got a podcast that, you know, talks about gaming. Um, you know, let's let's sit down and do some interviews with some EVE Online players. And That's uh, a good idea. And so, yeah, I, but I have something that'd be, interviews along with news um which is something that i don't i don't know if i I've, I've thought about that but i think it's too much for me to 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 try and study the whole news aspect of it um but yeah. notorious news um i i watch that all the time he gets he does Same. like an episode every single day every day and yep. um you know it's it's really you know i would love to see it on a more bigger scale of like uh, what's going on in the whole politics of of Losec. But he does a great job of talking about what's happening in the Taurus and what's happening in the surrounding areas. Um, you can, you know, anybody else, you guys should check it out. Um, the Taurus News on YouTube. He posts like every single day. It's it's awesome. You know, truthfully, if you get to the root of what's going on in Losec at any given time, this is how it works. You know who Tau AD is, right? I've I've heard the name. Yeah, Tau ID is the leader of Snuffed Out. All right, so what these guys do is they huddle up in the middle school bathroom, you know, and Tau ID, he stands up on the sink. He's like, okay, bravs, this is what we're going to do when we get out of school. After we get our peanut butter and jelly sandwiches from our moms, we're all going to log in. We're going to play 30 minutes of Fortnite, you know, and then when Fortnite's over, after we take Tomato Town, we're all going to log into EVE Online, and we're going to wreck everybody. That's how it goes down, you know, and that's that's how Snuffed Out controls Losec. Uh, yeah, no, that's... What a baller. Uh, yeah, I um, I love just hanging out in Losec, because I have no idea what the hell's going on. I just run around and just shoot people. It's like everybody's neutral. Um, you know, I got in with a gang of pirates recently, um, you know, so I got, I got a couple buddies out there, but mostly I'm just trying to, just trying to Who shoot people in the face. Uh, 
Nisawa Cartel is what we joined up with uh, recently. Um, so they, they've got a bunch of stuff and they're a bunch of really crazy Koreans that love kicking the shit out of people. <laughs> I, uh, it's, I, I love the Koreans, dude. I live with the Koreans now. I, I kind of moved up to, well, when I was doing the Astero thing, which I don't know that that's over with, I moved up to uh, Nisawa. I, well, I was in Notoras, but a couple things I didn't like about Notoras was, one, the stations kept flipping to other people. And two, there's only one way in and out. So that's really dangerous, mm-hmm. you know, for somebody to be able to smart bomb you. Uh, Nisawa was better. Um, you know, that's where the Koreans are at. And those the cartel guys, those GoPo guys, those, those, there's some really, really good players. Yeah. No, I, um, so what, phenomenal I, players. it was really interesting because I'm just fucking around, um, you know, with, with my little corp that I have and, you know, me and my couple buddies that we have. Um, throw up a station, you know, or uh, um, I can't remember one of the industrial like mining stations, and I was right. just messing around, like see what see what happens. You know, we're not going to be able to defend it, but if we can get it up, that's great. If we lose it, whatever, I don't really care. Um, and so we threw it up, and they came over and you know blew it up, but then they started contacting us, and they're like, well, "Why did you do that?" Like, why, why would you put down that station and not defend it? And I'm like, oh, we're just just seeing what's going on, you know, like, that's, you know, just just see if we get a station up. That'd be cool. And they're like, well, if you want a safe home and you want access to stations, we got a faction warfare alliance that we're starting up now called the Nisawa Cartel. Go ahead. And I'm like, oh, I mean, we got a language barrier, but a lot of you guys speak English and, um, I can use Google Translate for a lot of stuff. So, you know, I've got nothing better do it, to do right now. So I joined up with them and they've, they've been starting to do a lot more, um, getting a lot bigger and getting a lot more active. And I was I was really surprised. Um, I really, really love running around with those guys. They, they are hell bent on killing shit. It is so much fun. Everybody speaks kill marks. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So what I've only you, had good interactions with those guys. So um, you live in the Nisawa area. Do you primarily just, uh, you, you're primarily, you're neutral, right? You're not uh, faction warfare one side or the other. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm not faction warfare one side or the other at all. And I have almost no blues. Pretty much everybody's a target. Um, you know, there's a list of people that I won't fight because they're too dangerous. You know, being honest, there is. Um, do i live there where i live is a complicated subject i mainly live in murathan but i have staging staging systems in sissied and sujarento and then i have depot system in nasawa so that's where i have like drugs paste cap boosters you know refill consumable items and uh, i have a few of those systems spread out through low sec but Back when I was getting stream sniped, the easiest way to combat stream snipers was to be able to just move around. Mm-hmm. So you can, you know, you can clone, then you can pod back to your medical center, and then you can fly over to some other area, and you got ships up there, and that made it, you know, stream snipers. If most of them will chase you around for ten minutes, but they don't want to chase you around for two hours. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, people don't want to chase you forever. They want to get that easy, easy kill, easy instant gratification type stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, you recently had um, a PvP kill that happened in, in a um, in a stero that you were flying around in. Um, can you give us a little uh, story since that's uh, fresh in your memory on that? PvP loss? The stero I lost today? Is that what you're yep, talking about? The stero you lost, yeah. Yeah. So we lost that at 20 kill marks. Um, I hadn't really had a challenging fight out of it. I had a 3v1 that was okay. Um, that one was... I didn't have any Abyssal modules on it, so it wasn't blingy at all. Um, I, I was roaming around. I saw a Comet. I had a strong sense that that guy was going to be a dual-web Void Comet. Um, I warped in. He warped in. He was dual-web Void Comet. My brain kept telling me that any second the newt was going to break him, the newt was going to break him, the newt was going to break him. But I think he was just nosing more than I bargained for, and I was newting him and having to dual rep at the same time. Um, I had I had fought dual web void comets with my other fit, the abyssal fit, and I really had no problem with them at all. But that ship repped over two times the reps for the same amount of capacitor than the one that I was in today. And so I think right at the point that I had him nuded out, um, he broke my tank. I, I capped out. And uh, also my ancillary armor repper ran out of paste. So all that happened at the same time. And, you know, he won. I didn't. It was a good fight. I wasn't upset about it at all. I could have warped away. You know, there was a point in the decision making of do you want to warp away and be safe or do you want to stay here? And because I wasn't in one that I considered to be blinging, I, I decided to stay. The 20 kill marks, you know, when you're in any particular fight, you can't consider the kill marks too much. Otherwise, you run away every time you get hit by anything. You know, you're always thinking about your exit strategy. So, you know, you want the mentality to be how can I get the kill? Yeah, I have to agree with uh, Enterprise on chat here that, that that sounds like it was one hell of a fight. So is that a fight you'd take again if, if that was presented to you again? Yeah. Uh, I Not only that, I would fight the same guy with me in the same fit right now and try to do a little better module management. I think if the exact same thing happened all over again, it's 50-50 on which way that fight goes. Um, if I was in a little bling or a stero, if I would have had an A-type repper, um, I have no doubt that I could have won it. Either a better newt or an A-type repper, either one I think would have turned the tides. But very good fight. Yeah, I would definitely do it again. Awesome. So when you're going around looking for solo PvP uh, 1v1 kind of action, what's the kind of tactics that you're using? Are you going around using the faction warfare um plexes that are out in outer space or do you have different kind of tax tactics are you hitting up belts and stuff like that anymore these days like because i find myself not really hitting up belts anymore but i also just for our fans too that are watching that are interested how, how do you get into all these 1v1 fights i mean you've got what uh 3603 solo kill 3603 solo kills like i would be jumping up and down at a thousand like but you're out yeah. there kicking ass taking names man that's really a great question um 
all throughout my gaming career, I've tried to get in a situation where I could go out by myself and kill other people. And if we're being honest, grief other people, you know, spawn camping, all that kind of stuff, killing people that have no chance of killing me. That's always been my jam. Whatever, whatever gets them rattled and mad. Pissing off housewives. So Eve is Eve is your game, man. Like right yeah. there. <laughs> so the the first thing that you gotta realize is most people are driven for the kill. Most people, the whole reason they're playing, they want the fight and they want the kill. And those people will get dissatisfied and go away. Whereas I'm more about the hunt. I enjoy the hunt. You know, for me it's like sitting in the tree stand waiting for the deer to come along. And so, you know, I watch things. I look for patterns that are going on, which with faction warfare, there's always patterns. Um, do I fight on belts? I'll pop a venture on a belt if there's nobody else around, but I typically stay away from them because it's too easy for somebody to set up a bait on a belt. Any mm -hmm. Anywhere outside of a plex is an easy way to bait. Um, so, yeah, I try to fight in the plexes. Um, I, the, with the Astero, my main strategy was to find a busy faction warfare system, which means not only is it going to be busy with faction warfare people, but it's going to be busy with pirates who are trying to farm them. Like and then I would cloak. Yeah. Like Tama. Tama's not good for the Astero. We could get into that. Mm -hmm. Tama's not good for the Astero, but adjacent systems, you know, Kadama for sure. Right. Sato. Um, uh, not a minute around in there. That's that's all good territory. I would cloak off of the plex and I would wait for somebody to come that was going to do something with the plex, whether it was a pirate setting up or a faction warfare. And then I would watch the gate. And when they took the gate, I would decloak and take the acceleration gate. And then my cloak lock timer would be off by the time that we landed. Okay. So that yep. was kind of the strategy for catching people. Oh, strategy that's nice. for catching people and i'd never seen anybody do that before i don't know how i got into doing that um yeah i do uh yeah i do i was um oh what was his name shit i was playing with another guy g dubs g dubs it's g dubs really good player and <clears throat> he was working the plexus and I was just kind of following him around and hanging out outside the plex. And then I would slide when the other people would slide. And then I thought, man, if I go to a busy system, if I can find an active system, I could do this without him there. And I think I could catch a lot of people. And I, I tried it and it worked. I was able to do it. It was a really good strategy. Those other, the other 2,500 solo kills those mostly came from places like Tama. I bet Tama is still my number one all-time system, you know, and that just comes from fighting everybody, taking the good fight, taking the bad fight, just trying to get the kill by any means and not really caring if I lost my ship. Um, certainly when you're in that mindset versus the Astero mindset, you get more fights, you get more kills, you get more solo kills. Yep. And you lose more ships. Yes. Yep. So yeah, that's uh, kind of what I do to a certain degree. Is my my kind of setup is I'll I'll get into a frigate, um, you know, or a destroyer. Um, so I've got two main ways that I kind of try and get into PvP in this game, um, and and I'll do a bunch of other stuff too. But I have two main ways that I try and get in. It's like I'll go in 
with a frigate, um, like an Aatron, uh, you know, close range blaster fit, um, you know, a little bit of kitey in there. And I'll go to the novice and I'll warp in and I'll just sit on the button. Um, it's if you're if you're neutral, it's nice for fights um, because you don't have to deal with the the NPCs, um, which they're not really that nasty at all. But you can just warp in, sit there, and you're right on top of the button, right when people come in on top of you, and you just watch your D scan at one AU or 0.5 AU, and you'll see everything that's coming to you. You can be aware of whatever target is coming to you. Nothing bigger than a faction frigate is going to be able to get in. To this plex so you know that you can discard anything else that's outside you always know what's outside of your thing and if you're keeping a vigilant you can even catch cloakies and stuff like that because there is a possibility once they land they'll decloak on top of you but you kind of want to you know be a little bit more aware of what's happening because it allows you to pick and choose your targets at that point um the other thing that i'll do is very similar to that is either i'll be outside of the plex um because if you're if you warp to a plex, you can't warp on top of somebody else, even if you've scanned them down, or even if you have a buddy that's right on top of them. If they're 300 kilometers away from the outside of a plex, you'll always land on top of you know within 100 kilometers of that plex. I believe whatever your warp to is always lands you on the faction warfare plex. I didn't know that. So I'll take a destroyer and I'll burn out. And you can see this when I had a, a billion in plex that I threw into a, a thrasher. And I called them cockbag thrashers. They're basically the big giant guns. You know, they have two, you know, two damage mods, a point of a um, enhancement to your um, sensor booster, micro warp drive, and all guns, um, howitzers. And you just burn off. And then when the interceptor says, oh, I'm going to go to him, because a lot of people don't know the mechanics. I'm just going to go to him and I'll have my buddies warp on top of me. Well, they get to me. Their buddies don't warp on top of them. They land, you know, they're going in for the point thinking their buddies are going to land on top of them. And you just burn them down like they didn't exist. And that can get me a lot of really good kills. And it keeps you knowing what the hell is going on. You get to see a lot of fights <laughs> that are happening at the um, warp in point itself. But you're safely 300, you know, kilometers away, and you just wait for that interceptor to come after you. Sounds like a good strategy. I like that. Yeah, I love how there's there's a lot of different kind of things that you can kind of do in Eve Online. Like there's gate camping. So do you partake in gate camping at all? No, never. So I was, I was. I don't have anything against it. I always looked it's at it like uh, like you were talking about hunting with from a deer stand type thing. I always thought of gate camping as fishing, where you're just sitting there waiting, and then every once in a while a shark can jump, jump out of the ocean with a bunch of other sharks to try and eat you. But for the most part, you know, you've got your radar, your, your scout ahead and stuff like that. You can kind of see the sharks when they're coming, get the hell out of there. Um, but I always found it to be like the, you know, extreme fishing. <laughs> like every once in a while you get it. You, you know, you, you get attacked by giant sharks. But for the most part, you're just sitting there f easily fishing away and just deleting everything that comes through. One thing I'd like to tell the audience about gate camps is that's the number one thing people will bring up when they say they're afraid of low sec mm -hmm. is the gate camps, right? And, you know, everybody's got some story about how they went to Losec and there was just a gate camp and they died. Me, 
I and others prove every night that you can go everywhere you want to in Losec without getting killed by a gate camp. So the thing is, almost all of these people were in Jita and went to Tama via Norvakaiken. Yep. Okay, well, that's always camped, but it's four jumps and they can't resist it. And you tell them, you know, if you would just go around, you know, there's there's a hundred ways to go into the war zone without there ever being a gate camp. Or they go Do Dixie to Old Man Star. Well, that's also always camped, mm-hmm. right? Or they go in through Kanaka, which is also always camped. Um, but you could go in through Ishamilkin. You could go in through Murathan. You can go in through Uleta. Parts of value sometimes. Yeah. Parts of value. Yeah. I love the parts of value hate area. It's just such a this weird fucking area. Yeah. So, you know, absolutely tons of, of ways to go in. No, yeah, I completely agree. The 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 idea of how to get around in Losec, um, you know, is is this a thing you have to learn, but once you learn it, you can get into it. Um, one of my favorite strategies is you can get almost any ship around with a cloak and a micro warp drive. If you've got a cloak, a prototype cloaking device that you know only cloaks when when you're not warping, you can jump through a gate. As soon as you are um, on the other side, you will hit the align button, you hit the cloak button, and then you hit the micro warp drive button. And then you churn right. off your micro warp drive. You wait for the micro warp drive to go through its entire cycle, and then as soon as the micro warp drive is just about to churn off, like right at that second, you hit the decloak button and you hit the warp button. Because what you're doing is that you're shooting yourself really fast, as you know, with that um, micro warp drive, and you're cloaking, which is causing a, a feedback of saying that you're going to be going you have to go much slower than what you are, but you're already going fast, so you have inertia on your side. So you're going to be going forward pretty quickly for a while. And then as soon as you decloak, you hit that special area where you're at the right speed so that you can just jump right into warp. Um, I mean, there's definitely a few things here that you can get hit by, like somebody that can run right at you, depending on how quickly that cycles for you. Um, but yet I would say that you're probably at about 95 efficiency if it, once you get it down and you can practice the hell out of it in high sec, you know, it's not something you need to be in danger for you to try out. But yeah, you can get a, a battleship good around. Strategy. Good strategy to bring up. And I've had a lot of people bitch at me and say, you know, in, in local, like that's fucking cheating. <laughs> like that's a, that's an exploit. And I'm like, go ahead, report me. I've done this a lot. I've looked it up. It is not a fucking exploit. You can totally do this. It is legitimate. It is using the game mechanics to your advantage. And CCP has known about this forever. And if they wanted to fix it, they would have fixed it. They also have talked about it. Um, I believe there are official posts that say that uh, it's not it's an exploit. It's definitely not an exploit. It's not an exploit at all. So do you have any other uh, cool kind of trips, uh, ticks, uh, tips about living in Losec? The number one tip that I try to give people is if you want to, if you want to live there, or even if you want a weekend warrior there, get you some ships and get them hauled somewhere in Losec. That way you can just set your medical clone there. You can grab a ship. It's already fitted. You can go out, fight, and then you can just pod yourself home. 
to where your ships are and you can keep going and keep going and keep going. I think a lot of people get bored because they die and then they have to go back to Jita. Then they got to buy another ship. They got to fit the ship. You kill by the gate camp and go around the long way. Yep. And, you know, you spend your whole night not actually, not actually even in a position to get a fight. You know, you're doing logistics for yourself. That's what you're doing all night long. Yep. And that's something that, um, you know, I definitely have come subjugated to. One of the things that I've done to try, because I just, I don't know, I'm always shitty at trying to get people to like go to Black Frog, figure out the whole thing to get, uh, you know, shit to my stuff. So one of the things I just did is I went to Nissawa and just started fucking buying shit and putting buy orders up on the market in Nissawa. And that shit works. Like, I, I mean, I do pub contracts. Yeah, pub pub contracts. Yeah, pub contracts. Yep. Join the Hollers channel. They've got a little blurb there about how to do it and what to charge. You can get a jump freighter from uh, Jita to Murathan, which is two jumps for the jump freighter right now for 275 mil. So 320,000 M3 for 275 mil. One of my friends said that uh, he was getting into a lot of hauling and stuff like that. And he was like, um, a, you might be able to do it a lot cheaper depending on what you need for your for what you're doing. But uh, the same size can be done by, um, or not the same size, but multiple trips can be done by the smaller haulers. And it doesn't use jump freighter fuel then. So he was saying that he was charging a lot less on his prices. I don't know what other people were charging for nah, the deep he's, space. He's a fool if he's doing that. Cause you got to think the whole thing about the jump freighter is being able to do it all in one trip. So it doesn't take up much of your time. It sounds mm-hmm. like he's not valuing his time because I mean, does he want to spend all day doing something that he could just get done in 10 minutes? I guess his reasoning was, is that he was doing it well at work and shit like that, where it was just, you know, he could just easily kind of, fly it around and then it was a little bit more it had the danger element that he liked of of you know mm-hmm. you had to jump through in, into low second stuff like that sometimes um but yeah i'm not sure what the what the whole other area is but i know that yeah everybody does jump freighters to get your shit around and it's easy to get you know people to do the public contracts black frog uh you know there's doing it yourself <laughs> yeah uh, if you're rich and powerful <laughs> Yeah, Black Frog does it. Push X does it. Uh, there's another underutilized corp called Amateur Registered Amateur Mathematics Company. Those dudes have hauled a lot of stuff for me, um, and they're fast. Reams is their corp ticker. R E A M S. Um, and then you know, I finally sub- I settled on pub contracts because they're generally faster and cheaper for me. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I I have to say that one of the things that I always found really interesting about Eve was the aspect of having my shit everywhere and that it would take minutes, if not, you know, hours for me to even gather up some of the stuff that I have out there. Like when I first started playing Eve, one of the, my worst habits was I didn't know what a trade hub was. So I just went into Eve and I just was like, uh okay, I'm just going to buy this. Oh, it's three jumps away. Okay, so I'd go three jumps. Okay, and then I buy something else. It's four jumps away. And then I go there and then I'm like, okay, I got to get home. So that's like 25 yeah. jumps away now. <laughs> and I, I don't did, even know I where the fuck I too. am. 
Uh, I always found that really interesting about EVE that there is the aspect of actually moving shit around and having shit in one place. Like most MMORPGs, you've got like, you know, your bank that if you go somewhere, you get access to everything. EVE is one of those few games that's like, nope, you're going to spend hours trying to even get to your shit. Like that's that's some of your gameplay. And there's a whole aspect of the game that surrounds that, which is this hauling with freighters and jump freighters and, you know... Um, doing it yourself mm. type kind of shit that you have to deal with in Eve. And I, I, I love that aspect of, about Eve. Um, is, is there any aspects about Eve that, uh, that you feel could use a lot of work or that, um, that you think are extremely highlighted as the things that keep you playing this game? We have to mention that faction warfare needs some work. Absolutely. Um, I have a totally different opinion than all of the talking heads about faction warfare you know they always they're always saying that the problems with faction warfare is citadels and things like that i mean for me my personal experience was you know first i had a standings problem so i had to solve my standings problem to be able to go into faction warfare because i'd been doing pve and i wrecked my standings and didn't even know yep and then I discovered, oh, well, if I want to join Faction Warfare, I have to leave my corp and join a different corp. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I basically have made all these friends, and now I have to abandon my corp and my friends, as Povo just said in yep. chat. Absolutely. You know, and okay, well, now when I do that, suddenly I'm locked out of all the stations where I have my stuff. I can't dock in those stations anymore. And not only that, if I'm flying through there, the police shoot me. And all of this is before I've done my first day of faction warfare. You know, before I've taken my first ship to my first plex, I have to deal with all that bullshit. They need to get rid of all that bullshit and also just implement faction warfare as one of the starter career paths. Absolutely. So you, you need to let the start of the game say... You know, obviously hauling is an option, exploration is an option, but so is faction warfare, and make it easily accessible. Easily accessible to uh, to the masses. I would love you know? to see it where you could join up as an individual. That doesn't Me need too. to leave your corporation. That you can just say, hey, I'm part of faction warfare now. Um, you know, I get to keep all... Because what what's the difference? What difference does that make? I feel, I don't I, maybe there's a coding reason for it, but I feel like mechanically, it should be a career path. It should be I am part of the faction warfare. Um, the idea of being locked out of Jidda is also another dumb thing. If you join anybody that's on Galente or Mimitar side, you get locked out of the major trade hub of, of yep. the game. Um, if there was. If Dixie was a major trade hub, you know it is a it is a major trade hub, but it's not Jitta in any way, shape, or form. You know, no, and, it's not. Um, you you're you're gonna have to pay for that. Now, I've I've used some of that to my advantage. You know, I like Dixie comparatively to Jitta actually because I can sell for better there. I can manipulate the market a little bit more because there isn't a billion people trying to manipulate the market. But I'm I am personally getting ripped off a lot of the times when I'm buying shit there. Um, but it's just, for me, ISK is not worth that much of my time anymore. So it's, you know, I don't, I don't really care anymore. I mean, Jitta isn't necessarily the, the, the most favorable trade hub 
to a certain degree, depending on what you're doing. But if you're just trying to buy something straight up, Jitta is almost always going to be the best price um, comparatively to the other ones, depending on what, what you're buying. Yeah, get, getting sourcing. locked out of NPC stations in high sec is just dumb. Well, you can um, go, you can dock in, a, in NPC stations. They just have the, uh, all of, which I also thought to be really weird, but all of the N NPC stations in high sec are dockable. You can go to Jitta, but the police and the faction warfare people are going to shoot you if you, as soon as you want dock. Right. Um, and, basically you're locked out you know for any real right. purpose um you know we there's fun little mechanics that you can do but i also agree that that just needs to go um you know i brought this up pretty recently and i encountered the argument that well if you do that you're going to change the whole system of mechanics that the people who do factional warfare and high sec rely on for their pvp and my response was, who are these people? Where are they? Like, can you show them to me? Is there more than 20, you know? When when Faction Warfare is pretty much a f make money farmer zone right now, and I mean, I don't see any coordination of anything. Just make it an open fucking Faction Warfare. Like, you, yeah, you join a war that you're, you go to high sec, you can get shot at. Like, but not by NPCs. You know, it's the same way. And you can already, if you have a gang of like 15, 20 people or whatever, you can start negating that mechanic and go around and start busting the shit out of people anyways. If you've got a citadel that's that's in faction warfare space, you can manipulate some of that shit. Um, I know back in the day they did a bunch of shit with POSs and fucked with the whole system regarding uh, that, you know, basically negating it all together and just causing havoc because everybody thought they were protected in their own space. Just remove the police, keep it a, keep it a war so I can go shoot you. And yes, everywhere is dangerous for you. It makes every trade hub dangerous, but it already technically is. It just is, you know, it's there's a, a barrier idea. right now and it Removing just makes more sense. Um, but yeah, it, yeah. So I, you know, faction warfare. I think that's the, from my perspective, that's probably the better thing that they could do for the game. And I think it's a much better know. new player experience idea than uh, fake skills for for a while or whatever. Not skill points, but skills that they're letting yeah. people buy right now. <laughs> yeah, we have to see how that plays out. I don't. Not a big fan of that concept. Um, I think spending a lot of time and effort on the new player experience um, immediately after the the tutorial and, you know, making faction warfare to be something that, you know, gives you a really good idea of what it's like to be in a combat. You know, if you want to go into war right away, you should be able to jump into faction warfare and then just go off to do some PvP and make some I money. agree. Um, My internet's kind of taking a crap. Yeah, I think something's going on with my internet too. Yeah. Oh, is it mine or yours? It could be it yours. Could, could and not be mine. mine. Could be mine. Um, all right. Well, I think what we're going to do here is we're coming up on an hour, anyways. I definitely want to get you back up onto the show here um, at another time for sure. Um, uh, I don't... Yeah, I would do that. I would definitely do that. Yeah, awesome. Um, it's been really great talking with you, dude. And uh, it, before we go, um, hopefully we can keep things stable here for a little bit. But do you have anything that you want to um, 
any any shout outs that you want to give or anything that you want to talk about before we head out uh, I, I would like to tell people that um, a, a lot of your audience doesn't even play Eve you know Eve is a great game you give it a try um, don't let anybody tell you what you can't do you know you can start Eve and in just a few weeks you can be out viably doing PvP and learning um go take fights try to learn one thing from every fight and uh just have some fun don't take eve so damn serious that's that's the thing don't be so serious about it shit it's just a game it's just a game i i have to agree i i get a i i get excited when people are too serious like the the hate mail that i get sometimes for for high sec ganking or something like that is just it's like, man, you take this game way too serious. <laughs> this is the game. If this wasn't a video game, I totally understand. You know, you'd be mad at me for ganking you outside. But that's you're playing Eve. You signed up for, for death and mayhem, man. Like this is not. Yeah. <laughs> this is what the game's about. So awesome. All right. So uh, definitely check out Joe um, at, at uh, Twitch.tv slash Joe Bain. Um, he does some really great streaming. Um, and get, you get to see some awesome PvP action out there. Um, some other shout-outs that I'd like to give is to some of our fellow podcasters out there, Twin Cities by Night, um, Midnight Express, Utility Muffin Labs, Darker Days Podcast, and Mage the Podcast. They're all kind of World of Darkness, um, although Twin City by Nights is more of a... Um, uh, actual plays they do a lot of actual plays but a lot of these are world of darkness kind of podcasts that do some really great things if you want to check out these podcasts we'll have some links in the podcast when we get that put up as well um, also check out strength and gaming they do a lot of really great uh, kind of actual plays and podcasts as well so definitely check them out um, if you enjoyed what we're doing here give us a follow on twitch or youtube or on instagram if you want to check out my uh kittens they've got a lot of pictures of those up there <laughs> and then uh you can follow us on twitter you know <laughs> i don't really use twitter too much but we're there you know we have that and don't forget to tune in to our game of uh, mage the ascension techno gate on mondays at 7 p.m central time on twitch.tv dot or slash golden age stories and remember that's golden spelled g-u-l-d-a-n um, before we go, is there any questions that we have from the show or any, any, any questions that we have from the audience before we wrap up here? Anything? Oh, sure. Thanks for having me on too, man. Yeah. Um, this has been great. a good experience. Very relaxing. Yeah. I had a lot of fun, man. This is uh, really, I really look for, I really want to have you back on again. Um, I feel like I'd be happy to, <laughs> if we yeah, didn't I'd have internet happy. issues kind of going on, I think it's on my side. Um, I would, I probably just would have rattled it on with, with you forever. So, uh, maybe this is just the, the spirits telling me to, all right, <laughs> it's an hour, Josh. All right. Uh, <laughs> hopefully we got most of that. So, um, I'll see what, what happened with my connection here, but, uh, awesome. Thank you all for watching and have a great day. Have a good night.